What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Boys at 161st Street. Thanks for joining us today, as always. Before we get this rolling, we would really appreciate it if you guys could take two seconds and leave a review on iTunes. It really helps us out. All right, that's enough begging. This is another episode of Roll Call, a miniseries where we individually talk about each player on the Yankees. 15 minutes starts now. Welcome back to Boys at 161st Street. This episode is a little special episode. Joined by Andrew, Bronx Pinstripes member. This is me, Kev, Andrew. This episode is all about our boy, Glaber Torres. Goggles Glaber. Andrew didn't really remember that, but now we <laughs> jogged his Hold memory a little bit. already? Already. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how we do it. But anyway, why don't we uh, open with that? So... Glaber wore the goggles for a large part of the end of the last year, and he started to wear them in spring training this year. Do we see that happening again? Do we like that? It's obviously like a contact issue, right? I don't think you so. Gotta I, believe. I feel like it's I, just I, him. I, you fun. always stuck to it last year, Rella. That it was just he did it for fun. But I don't know why he would do that. Who would? Do I think that? that. Yeah, I think it had to be a. I think it had to be a sight issue. Well, but. no, because here's my thing. Because he didn't wear them in the playoffs, like we just said. So. No, but like he, his contacts could have been. Maybe he like missed a prescription. Like he didn't yeah. get his contacts in the back. <laughs> maybe know. sometimes he was like, "All right, yeah, Mike." I think that's that had to be what it was. So do you, do either of you guys wear contacts? No, no. All right. Well, I I mean I do. I mostly wear glasses. But like if I go to a baseball game, I'll wear contacts because like I'm outside. I want to wear sunglasses. Whatever. Sometimes you just go through a stretch where they friggin' kill. Yeah. And if you're at the plate and you're you're concentrating on scratching your eye because you got a bad contact like that's gonna that's gonna mess yeah that'll do it who knows if he even wears contacts though i'm gonna look into that after this episode i think that you're out of your mind and if he he, just does it for no reason yeah what would be the purpose i don't don't know i'm (laughs) I'm hoping there is none it's funny though (laughs) regardless let's look into his stats a little bit our boy glaber we got him for a bag of an expensive bag of chips i was about to say a bag of chips with araldis chapman being on the business end of that but uh, we got him in that steal of a deal. Still can't believe that went through. And then we were able to get Chapman back. But since he's been on the Yankees, he's been an all-star both years, 21 and 22 age seasons, going into his age 23 season now. Not not a lot to hate about our boy Glaber here. So, I mean, last year he ended up hitting 38 home runs and he batted oh, 278. Do, what, what, what do we think about that? Before we get to the stats, a uh, little like nugget. So I had um, I talked to Chad Jennings, who's the of the Athletic uh, for the Red Sox, and he was ta- we were talking about the the stuff the Red Sox got for Mookie Betts, and it's like pretty underwhelming. And he said he's heard around baseball that the haul that the Glaber Torres trade for Araldis Chapman has completely ruined all midseason rental trades for for GMs because they start with someone the caliber of Glaber Torres. And that yep. was such a unique circumstance for the Cubs where they're trying to win after like 108 years mm-hmm. that they would never do that again. They yeah. would never trade a future 15-year all-star player for a half a season of a closer. Like, yeah. it's, it's a real stupid trade. Yeah, but, it was. But Chad was saying it's like totally messed up um, the scale for things for other GMs now. 
That's yeah. really interesting because you could even see that in last year when we were trying to get Stroman and they're asking for a Glaber-like player. Like, yeah, they, and, it's um, just crazy. When the Orioles traded Manny Machado, like they didn't get anything that special. Yeah, they were just dumping him because he was miserable there. So they're like, all right, might as well just give him away and try to get a little bit something. But, I mean, they're the Orioles, so no matter what they would have done, they would have messed it up. Yeah. But, yeah, like even the Diamondbacks asking us for – who they asked for? Uh, for Robbie, Robbie Ray, Ray, they wanted yeah. <laughs> Labor Torres and I think like Severino or something ridiculous. They wanted something crazy, but yeah. I mean, anyway, yeah, if, if you, the Tigers with Boyd too were asking for something. Stupid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But if you look back though, if you're the Cubs, I would definitely take that deal. I mean, you got what you oh, wanted. Oh yeah, definitely. You end up getting yeah. the World Series. So, I mean, that's that. I mean, honestly, I don't even know. Like Everyone always talks about, yeah, you got what you want. You get the World Series, you end the drought, but like a Glaber Torres type talent only comes around once in a lifetime. I mean, I feel like he's just one of those players where it starts to, I'm not saying it's, they, they fucked up. I'm saying it starts to make it a little bit like you can ch- start choosing sides, you know, like it, it's a little bit closer to the side of you I keeping think, Glaber Torres. I think if it's any team besides the Cubs, it would go down different, but like the way that the Cubs handled it, like you could tell, they got their World Series and they're like, all right, we did it. And yeah. like the next, they still had yeah. a team that could be like a top team in the NL for the next four years right yeah. off the jump. And they just didn't behave like it. Like they yeah. literally don't care anymore. They won, their fans are good, yeah. and they're very pleased with it. Yeah, they were set up to be a 90s Yankees dynasty and they just haven't been. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For sure. But back to Glaber Torres, we spoke about him. At, we, we said the Orioles really quickly, but he killed the Orioles last year. And I don't yeah. understand what it was about him, but he just had some personal vendetta. Like when he, he's like a bull when they see red, but he saw orange and he was like, I'm just going to hit a million home runs. Does anyone remember how many home runs he hit? Because I'm pretty sure it was like 14, 10, right? It was something oh, like was that. It? I, think I don't it might know. Have been 13 or 14. It, that's crazy. Him and Gary. So I like trolling other Yankees fans because they get so mad on Twitter. So at one point last season, I tweeted that if, if Glaber Torres didn't play the Orioles, he wouldn't be having that good of a season. And I, tw- <laughs> I tweeted out his stats like without the Orioles and, I got destroyed on Twitter for that. <laughs> but yeah, it was something crazy, like 38 home runs, but 10, at least 10, were against yeah. one team. Yeah. Yeah. That was, nuts. I mean, not that they don't count. Obviously, they <laughs> count. It's just like he's facing AAA pitching. So yeah, he's going to yeah. bash home runs. Yeah. I'm so excited to see what Glaber Torres brings to this team. I mean, I, we put the question up on Twitter and Instagram the other day. Uh, if you were to start a franchise, who would you pick, either Judge or Glaber? Honestly, a lot of people were leaning towards Glaber. What do you guys think? Well, yeah, he's younger. Are are yeah. you saying like it's the same age? Is I, age the same? I know. I figure the, a better way to ask ask this question would be for the next three years. Who would you take? Judge. Judge for Me sure. Me too. I, I'm I'm on the Judge team too. Judge Judge is a better player right now than Glaber is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Glaber is 23 years old, so at 27 he might be better than Judge is at 20. 27 is a baseball player's prime. Yeah. 27 mm-hmm. to 30 is prime. So what is Judge now, 29? Yeah, I think he's 29. Yeah. I mean, injuries are definitely a concern, but yeah. um, I'm still saying over the next three years, Judge will be a better player than Glaber. But for the next five years, then it's a different discussion. Yeah. I mean, uh, Aaron Judge is 27. So the, we are in his prime. Yeah. I'm taking prime Judge over pre-prime Glaber. Yeah. It's not a, a knock of- on Glaber. It's just... Judge is better. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. for sure. A lot of people, the argument they were making was that the injury history, obviously, and the best 
uh, ability is availability, which I agree with. And with Glaber, obviously another addition to the argument for the franchise choice would be the longevity of his career because he's so young. But I think yeah, starting a franchise, yeah. drafting a franchise for 10 plus years, I'm taking Glaber because of all those reasons. But like Judge is the absolute complete player. He's such a good defensive right fielder. Yeah. He runs the base as well. He doesn't make mistakes. Like Glaber is still prone to stupid mistakes, I feel. Yeah. Like. yeah. Like he'll grow out of them. I believe he'll grow out of them. But we also see him just look like he just like has a mental lapse for no reason whatsoever. Where mm-hmm. I like Judge barely ever has a mental lapse. Yeah, yeah, no. The only thing Judge does wrong is change, chase a changeup like too low in a way, yeah. and like I'll take that. that I up- think that Glaber, I think he will be great. But as you were saying with the mental lapse, I just get uh, sometimes in the field, it's just he's just he's on another planet out there, and it's just he makes dumb errors, and it's not even talent errors because like the the hard plays he's getting to yeah. and he's making them. It's just the routine plays when he makes those errors. And like turning two or something, he does it wrong. That's the only thing that uh, that bothers me about him right now. Yeah, well, I know his DRS was better at short than it was at second. Yeah, that's and true. like evaluators have said, he looks like a more comfortable shortstop than second baseman. Yeah, for sure. So maybe that'll help. I hope it does. Yeah. I mean, he, even in spring training, he—I mean, nobody really needs to read too deeply into spring training, but he was making errors there too. I remember yeah. just one game I turned on, he made two or three in a, a short time span, which wasn't a good look. But I mean, do we get the reps? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he also had been playing second for his entire professional career, basically. And aside from a few plug in plays when Didi was out or while he was out the entire time. But do we think the defense is obviously, I think it's going to get better, obviously. I don't think it's a concern. Yeah, the only thing I, I worry about yeah. defensively is if he's. I mean, I guess he's only, again, back to the age thing. Like, he's a shortstop for the next, call it five to seven years. But then does he have to move away from shortstop? Yeah. Like, mm. Peter never moved away from shortstop, and it was fucking ugly at the end. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Real that's, bad. Yeah. That, that's very true. So, And the addition of DJ the Mayhew also just kind of shook things up for Glaber because yeah. when DJ came and it was like, well, this guy can do second base. And then it was like, well, we don't need Didi that much. And this whole time they're trying to force his progression into a second baseman for most of last year, even they're still trying to make him progress as a second baseman. And then all of a sudden, like now he's our shortstop and that's the only thing that's going to be shaky, but it's a good thing. He's so young. I think DJ at second and then geo at third is going to help Glaber defensively. I think he's so. Too. He's sandwiched by two good defenders. Yeah. Uh, if, if you have a, a left side of the infield of Glaber and Andujar, and you start yeah. to get a little. <laughs> yeah, that's a little like, It's like I'm not taking a one-run lead into the seventh inning with that left side of the infield. Yeah, <laughs> yeah literally. Then you might start off to talking about like defensive replacements. That honestly, and yeah, if he has to be the the strong fielder out of the group, that's definitely not a good a good idea. But no. no, I do. I definitely agree with that. Um, with, with him, so, no, go ahead. Right. No, I mean, it's one one thing that I remember reading last year, because we have to remember, like, he's evolving as a player. Like, every year he's getting better, and he's already really good at 22-23. Mm-hmm. Um, but I read a Fangraphs article, and they said the biggest thing that he did in 2019 was he started to be aggressive at strikes. So it wasn't necessarily that he was taking more pitches, but he was just swinging at good pitches, which is... Mm-hmm. It's like all lumped together in plate discipline. Like you want him swinging at good pitches because he's going to hit them. So 
I think we're starting to see like the evolution of strike recognition and plate discipline and you know whatever buzzword Boone wants to use yeah. for controlling the strike yeah. zone. Yeah, and that's a good point. And the way that the aggression part of it is what really start, uh, stuck out. Obviously, he went from I don't know how many home runs to 38 last year, which is ridiculous. Yeah, and that progression and those hard swings and getting ahead in the count and taking those good swings is something that. It's going to be great for him if he continues to do it. Yeah. And what was, is the juice ball factor? Though? That's what I was about. Like, to how bring many up. home yeah. runs? How many home runs are we adding? And to that, guys? that's yeah. kind of the case that we were going to talk about for ev- across the board with these this series because we talked about Brett Gardner already, and that's obviously all juiced up. So I was thinking, honestly, just in terms of a forecast for next year, if he puts up numbers that are similar to what he did last year, I think that's right around on par with where he would be considering the like the jump where he'd go from year two to year three. So like he'd improve, obviously. So I think that improve, that improvement. So you're saying staying the same would yeah, be improving. That's what I mean. Cause that would negate the juice ball gap. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? <laughs> so are juice balls done? Like this is, this I think they went now? back. They went back for the playoffs. Well, uh, they, there's like the athletics sometimes post these like 9,000 word articles about like just baseball seams and I'll skim it because I'm not going to, get too nerdy yeah. on it, but <laughs> they basically found out that baseball lied when they said that the balls didn't come from a different batch and they did and they came from a 2018 batch which is why some of them were still juiced in the playoffs and some were not juiced in the playoffs. oh wow so if we go back to a 2018 ball which was still like still a lot of home runs but not so last year home runs were up 22 percent yeah, that's that, that's that's how many that's what like the juice ball was twenty two percent increase, which is, yeah. is stupid. Like that's I'm sorry, it's like, <laughs> that's absurd. I, I don't want that. I don't yeah, want twenty two percent increase in home runs. So that puts no, him, that's too much. That probably puts him right around where he was his rookie year because he had twenty four to thirty eight. So it's close to that, closer to that. Like if he's a third consistent thirty home run hitter. As a shortstop, like that's amazing. I'm cool with that's that. That's <laughs> I'm very cool yeah. with that. But I feel like the 30 home run bar is like where we're gonna see him, which yeah. is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that, if he, if he's around 30, then he's doing everything he needs to be. Yeah, and he he's honestly it's an interesting storyline and narrative that we're gonna be seeing going forward with him because he's now the new Yankee shortstop. We had Didi who took that role after Jeter left, and he did it very well, obviously. So now passing the torch to Glaber, it's just an interesting thing to keep an eye on and how he can handle being the Yankee shortstop, which seems to be a very sacred position for yeah. obviously for a while. We were doing the um, all-time Yankees draft, and we noticed that there have there are some horrible like the depth at shortstop in history has not been good. I mean, no. some of the other the names, Yankees are an outfield heavy team. Yeah, I know. They've always yeah. been an outfield heavy team. Some of the biggest other names were like Phil Rizzuto, who's way back in the day, but like. There was nothing else. Like Eduardo Nunez was like number four, which is ridiculous. So honestly, yeah. Glaber's in good company already. In his third year, he has two All Stars already. I think he's poised to be possibly number two on that list. He's just going to be fighting for Didi in terms of that. So I think he's definitely capable of passing, holding the torch. He. Uh, do you think he will ever be the most popular player on the team? See that I'm not really sure about because of the. I don't see him having this goes into that franchise talk too because he's not really as much of a leader per se. Like he won't be outspoken. That may be some because of the language barrier. Who knows? But but and, he does do interviews in English, which I really respect. Yeah, yeah, and he sure. he does a good job. He tries. Yeah, and it'll get better with time, obviously. 
Yeah, I mean, it, I, it, I don't continue. My bad, Rob. No, good. Well, I I was just gonna say I don't think he'll ever be the most popular because I mean it, uh, you got to believe the majority of his career is gonna be with Judge, right? If Judge has a long career, and it's just they literally made a chamber for Judge, like they literally uh, yeah. made a section in the outfield <laughs> for Judge. So like that in itself, and now Garrett Cole's there too. So yeah. I mean, I think it'll be hard for him, but I think it could turn into a situation if we start winning and really winning it could turn into like a core four situation with like the judge, the Glaber, the, yeah, you got to win at least two championships. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We got, they got to win, win. And if he's putting so up Glaber, consistent 30 home runs at shortstop for the next foreseeable future, I'm, I'm, he's already my favorite player. So, Oh, he is. Yeah. I, he's definitely my favorite player, but I'm, I'm talking, I'm answering the question in terms of like the fans as a whole. I don't think yeah. that everybody will jump on his bandwagon as much as judge because of that leadership that he has, you know, I just feel like we're going to look up one day and we're going to be like, Holy shit. He's almost at 3000 hits. Yeah. That's, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. That'd be really, really cool. I mean, and then we'll look back to this interview and be like, Hey, we said he'd never yeah. be that pop. I mean, he's, he's on like, I mean, it's way too early and it's such a small sample size, but already two all-stars. I, I know one of them, he was an alternate his rookie year, but Regardless, when you look back at some baseball reference pages and you see like just the amount of all stars and all the the numbers and stuff like that, am I crazy by saying he's on Hall of Fame pace? I know it's so no. so young, but I no, mean, not at all. I mean, you make two all star teams and you put up seasons that he's already put up before age twenty four season. Like you're mm-hmm. you're there's not many players that do that. Players don't even make the majors until too. they're twenty five. Judge yeah. got called up at 25. Yeah. And Glaber is going to have three seasons. Well, whatever, you know, like whatever this is, but yeah, two and a half. Um, two and a half seasons before he's 25. Yeah. yeah. I mean, especially I just, it, he's progressing tremendously. It'd be one thing if it was like two really good seasons that were like identical almost, but like he did better this season, noticeably better. Yeah. I just don't see him. I don't, I don't, I feel like, I mean, this might be just like us in the Yankee bubble. But I don't. I feel like he's not getting the recognition as someone as like Juan Soto is getting. What do you think? Well, yes, he is. I think he is. I don't know. No, I, he's not. Juan Soto just really? won the World Series. Well, yeah, that's so, like, true. That might be why. But I feel like no, it's definitely why. Yeah, it's definitely why. But yeah. don't, don't you feel like in terms of the recognition across the league, he's not being recognized as a a very equal player? I feel like they're literally equal players in terms of talent. Um, yeah, but like that's that's a that goes to the thing of like. He's on a team with so many more famous players than him right now. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And Juan sort of filled the void of when Bryce Harper left, so that he had a spotlight right on him from the beginning. Yeah, and he's the most marketable on that team right yeah. now. Like besides Max Scherzer and Strasburg, but like Rendon just left too, so now it's even more like his team. It's yeah, him and so Trey Turner right. is really who you're worried about. And Glaber doesn't do the whole Soto shuffle, so that might be a little bit why. Maybe Glaber should start doing that, or start grabbing his nuts or something like that, just to just to get his his pot stirring a little. Maybe that would actually make him the most uh, the most likable player on the Yankees too. The thing, so, it's just there's so many personalities on the Yankees that are so easy to cling to. Like you have like Guardy, who's been there for years. He's like our vet. You have like Canley and Britton, who are outspoken. You have Judge, who's like our leader. Yeah. You have Gary, who's the big bear, yeah. and like you have Garrett Cole, who just came in, and DJ, Mister like regular. It's hard for like Glaber <laughs> to kind of build a, yeah. a personality. Yeah. 
So it's an interesting comparison with Soto and Glaber because Glaber has 267 games and Soto has 266. So pretty much the wow. exact same. <laughs> Soto's WRC plus is 143 and Glaber's is 123. So it's 20 points better. It's a pretty big difference. Okay. So I lose. <laughs> I would have, I would have, I, yeah, no. I agreed with you though. I would, I would have said they're probably about the same, but yeah. I only, I don't watch many Juan Soto games. Yeah. So. I just watch the big moments, but I uh, honestly thought that we were going to find that Glaber's numbers were better from that. I think looking forward though, that's a storyline to look at. I think they're going to be very comparable players for the rest of their careers because they're young too, both around the same age. Yeah, and then um, yeah, what did uh, didn't like ESPN or some outlet leave Glaber off like the best under twenty two or under twenty three list or something like that? I think so. Yeah, there was there was a controversy about it. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah, because who was on it? MLB. Let's see. It was uh, like MLB Network or or something like that. I, I can't remember, but I swear all these all these media outlets purposely leave Yankees off or put them low on list because they know there's so many Yankee fans out there that will talk yeah. about it. And yeah. It gets more publicity. It's honestly, honestly probably it is smart. ESPN wrote an article before the season, like before everything happened as far as like shut down where they ranked the offenses in major league baseball and they ranked the Yankees ninth. I saw that. Yeah. And they had the Mets we, at like three. <laughs> we were, we were really, really upset about that one. That was Just ridiculous. Like, under what, like I, you couldn't even make up something like, Oh, if all the Yankees get injured again, Oh, that happened yeah. last year. And they were the third best. And offense. they were still yeah. really good. Yeah. <laughs> What's the logic here? Bleacher report has Glaber as 12 at 12 for under 22 or under 25. I'm sorry. Who's what's the who are the guys in that list? Um, Ben Attendee is ten. That's crazy. Fuck that's off. Cr- that's, cr- that's ridiculous. Nuts. All right, shut it down. That's Zoe <laughs> Otani is nine. Juan Soto eight. Who the hell? Acuna. Ramon Marquez. Yeah, Walker Bueller. He's only twenty four. I feel like you also have to put pitchers and position players in a yeah. different category. Yeah. yeah. Okay, this is ridiculous. Corey Seager is number five on this list. He hates playing. Carlos Correa, <laughs> he four. hates baseball. <laughs> Cody Ballinger, I'll accept these ones. Alright, now we're okay, kind of those, just ranting. Let's move on to the next guy. That's the end of, that's the end of Glaber Torres for this one.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.